Today I'm joined with uh, Frank Harrison, um, ex-Bury United captain. Frank, thanks for joining us. Um, just tell us about Bury United and the, how is it to captain the side? Well, the first um, name of the word Borough United was um, a meeting in Stoke Railway Station uh, where there was one other player from Stoke City, Brian Clowry, and uh, we were asked if we would be interested in joining Borough, which we know nothing about. We didn't know the league they played in. But they did say that they were a new formed team playing in the league for the first time. So as the first game approached, we uh, met in the changing room, all strangers. We introduced ourselves and then they started, have you got a penalty taker? So the, one of the lads says, I used to take the penalties. That was Mike Pritchard. Yeah. And then uh, one of them says, well, Frank was captain down Stoke. And he said, well, is that happy with that? Frank's the captain. So yeah, fine. We arrived very, very late and it was a festival weekend at uh, the team we were playing and uh, some of the players were locked in uh, traffic so we started the game with only seven players and then uh, as the game went on we were leading two none at half time and then ended up winning five when we the rest of the team come on and when it just developed from there, really, the players got to know each other's game. They got interested in what we were doing. Um, and then uh, as the games approached with cup ties, we found we were playing two games a week, which most of us has got other jobs then. Yeah. Like, you know, we got plumbers, even coal miners. Uh, pottery workers, tile workers. But anyway, we, we played on and um, we was having such a good run and uh, it increased the crowd at that little bit. We hadn't got the ground like we got today here. But um, it was interesting and we had very good support from the committee and we had a good supporters uh, committee <coughs> who did a lot of this uh, collecting uh, with raffles and local dance meetings and you know for raise the extra cash and of course and as the season went on and we were doing so well we were struck with the, the bad winter and I remember we were playing Patheli at Patheli on Boxing Day and it started to snow and uh, the referee says would the two captains like to have a look at the ground which we did and I said well it's going to make it difficult for us if any of the players get injured on the hard ground like because we haven't got no reserves yeah so the referee just says games off 
so we started back. And by the time we got home, we were in four four inches deep of snow, snow like yeah. you know. But we didn't play again for another six weeks. So, you said you was you you weren't too sure about Bury United. Did that? How did the team develop under uh, when yourselves and after that? Well, like I said, we didn't know what the league was like. We didn't know who and what the players had played in before. It was just, uh, at the beginning, it was just a guessing game. But as we got on, like, we found that uh, actually we'd got a very good side. Yeah. The goalkeeper was from Manchester City or played Manchester City. The right back was from Chester City. I was Stoke City left back. Yeah. The centre half was English international amateur. The right half was associated with Everton at one time. The left half was Stoke City. The outside right and inside right were the two Pritchards brothers who live in London now, yeah. or they did at the time. The centre forward was from Oldham. The inside left was from Iberian. And the outside left was from Bolton. So they'd all got reasonable experience, which was an advantage when we played other teams. Yeah. Because they uh, they didn't know us. And uh, the game in which we played Bangor in the quarterfinals, Bangor had had such a good season, they played in the, champ- in the Champions League. And of course, they didn't know us. And they was at the time second from the top in the Cheshire League that was then, and uh, they just assumed as we was just another game f- to them. Yeah. But unfortunately, they were three none down at half time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that like? Was that was that a shock to yourselves? Well, you know? us knowing uh, how Bangor were playing and what results they had the previous season, we thought we were in for a tough game. Yeah. And um, a thing my father always said, if I had any decisions to make, you always take advantage first. Yeah. Well, our ground at the time was slightly down. Yeah. So a bit of a slope, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And so I chose to kick down bank. Yeah. First. First off, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it paid off, you see. Uh, we scored again in the second half and then <coughs> Bangor scored very late on in uh, towards the end of the game yeah um, you talked about Bangor you you played them in the Welsh Cup yeah uh, they were the cup holders at the time yeah what what that was that a good uh, experience for you and the rest of the team when you beat them well yeah it, it's it's always a boost to a team when they know the result of another team what success they had yeah. and then you go and play them on their ground and you still manage a result the team are on fire yeah. you know and uh, but the, the only thing that was her biggest problem was because we didn't play for six weeks Ollie Ed were playing every week every because week. their ground uh, wasn't uh, damaged damaged yeah because with it being near the sea, the salt air kept it playable, see? Yeah. And so they run away. They got, they were about 10 points clear of us. 
And then when we started to catch up, we had to play two games a week then. Yeah. And of course, um, playing two games a week, we kept seeing the points coming down, but our legs were getting that tired as well. Yeah. You know. Well, you're not used to playing two games a week. Well, we trained individually. Yeah. uh, With our own clubs, like, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it... uh, it did get tiring at times, and and I think they rested me twice, and uh, the couple of the lads from uh, coming from Liverpool rested them. We got two local lads who was like acting as reserve players. Yeah, but we couldn't keep on as we were, like you know, too much. You um, obviously Bury United are well known for the dominance in that league. Uh, and throughout the whole of Wales. Yeah. When you played Hereford in the semi-finals of the Welsh Cup, yeah. What was your immediate reaction to that? Well, what we, well, I myself found out a little bit of the history of um, of the team Hereford. Yeah. And uh, we saw that they were. I think they were playing in the Southern League at the time, or it was either the Southern League or the old Division Four South. Yeah. And uh, they hadn't got a brilliant record, but they were in the semi-final of the of the Welsh Cup. Yeah. So they they'd got to be taken seriously, like. Yeah. And um, we were lucky to win one none. Uh, and to be fair, they did, they had very little chances. Uh, we were surprised that um, a team above what we were playing kind of thing yeah should have had more chances but they didn't obviously then you set up a final with Newport County Newport yeah but unfortunately the game before the final it was just an ordinary league game and well every time I don't know I twisted round and I split the thigh muscle and burst the blood vessels must be very disappointed well, yeah, but my leg looked horrible. Did it? Yeah. You know. Were you, um, obviously when the team were playing Newport, were you surprised and how well you'd done over the, the two no, legs? No, no. We, we had a good replacement, in the, uh, a lad from Liverpool, uh, to replace me in the full-back position. And um, they really give uh, Newport a hard game, which they won't, 2-1 and then uh, of course you've got to maintain that they had I had a trial run out before the second leg but I decided it wouldn't be fair because in them days you see if you were taken off you couldn't have a reserve on yeah so you'd be playing with 10 men so I decided not to play can you remember the whole experience like the lead up to the Obviously, the two legs of Newport. Well, there was a lot of canvassing going on uh, as regards to raising the money that the club would need by going into the European Cup. Yeah. And uh, same as I said, they had a chairman, director, um, named Ogle, uh, who was a building engineer, uh, and he gave a bungalow for raffle off oh. and uh, I, th- 
think it was 10 shilling a, a raffle ticket yeah I think it was the old 10 shillings 10 shillings yeah yeah and uh, I believe a lad who was in a wheelchair in Scotland yeah actually won the the bungalow oh yeah and then you'd got the ladies there was a confectionery shop in the town in Conway there yeah two two ladies who were the regular um, volunteers for midweek tumbler or bingo whatever they call it and, yeah and uh, this is the way they collected the money for pay for the expenses for go yeah obviously it was um, I think it was unexpected for the whole of Bury United to get into European football was it well, one you were looking forward to well yes when, when we knew the draw uh, and they, they weren't uh, a recognised world team yeah uh, Salima uh, so we had hopes of at least getting something from the game yeah so when we was uh, all ready to go we went from Liverpool Speak Airport um, but unfortunately the engine caught fire oh and we had to make an emergency landing yeah uh, at um Marseille. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, when we got off the the plane, they took us to a beautiful hotel, absolutely beautiful. It, it was like 18th century with the palm trees, yeah. you know, very nice. And we were well looked after. But the thing is, they couldn't get another plane to take us to Malta until the next day. Until the next day. Was that the day of the game? Yeah. Yeah. So we arrived at um, Malta Airport uh, about ooh, one o'clock, and the game was four o'clock. Yeah. So we hadn't got much time, time to, to adjust. Yeah. You know, and so they gave us uh, salt tablets. Salt tablets. Yeah. For reduce the sweat. Oh right, yeah. You know, because yeah. we need to sweat a lot in, yeah. in, the, in the game life. So yeah. they thought a couple of these salt tablets would help us life. But the thing is, whether I should say this or not, when we were in Marseille Hotel, yeah. I was approached by newspaper people, I don't know which ones, yeah. but they asked if they could use my name as a complaint against the airline company for not being able to supply us with another plane yeah. sooner than the next day. Yeah. Because they didn't think it was fair to the team. Yeah. But I wouldn't allow that. I said no. a decision like that can only be made by the club officials. Yeah. But nothing was done. No. Which Jeez. was only fair. They couldn't tell the plane no, of course. Being defaulted, could they? No. Did you did you realise like during the game like you've got a chance against Sunima? We did. Yeah. Not at first, but when we kicked off, they didn't give us any pressure. No. And so that helped 
the and not only that the the ground was rolled sand yeah wasn't no grass oh no there was no grass on the pitch was rolled sand yeah marked out with blue blue lines yeah yeah and uh, of course and as the game grew on like uh, we started to adjust to the speed of the ball and yeah. the flight of the ball and um, we were really deserved the draw yeah <coughs> and then uh, when we played on our own ground at uh, Wrexham then we were back on our own turf you yeah. see and uh, we got the advantage then yeah did you think that was the difference um, comparing from the first leg to the second leg there was grass on the pitch the second yeah leg. we found as they weren't as fast yeah um, because the ball was like a ping pong ball yeah when we was on Valletta Stadium it was yeah and uh, the ball was going about like a ping pong ball what was the experience like in Malta very good yeah very good the people and the, there's a lot of the Navy uh, supporters there for us yeah and the ground was packed and even on the flat roofed buildings they were all standing on the top of the flat roofs yeah. you know because in the arbor they got some naval ships which obviously they, they either Welsh English or whatever they all come to the match you see so we had good support but the people were lovely so you you took it back to Wrexham yeah um, you you win the game were you did you surprise yourselves or would you think because of what um, were? well I wouldn't say we were surprised we were overjoyed that yeah. we we were going to go into the next round and uh, we have uh, Salima a lovely reception in the hotel in Wrexham yeah and one one thing uh, who was sitting by me at the at the dinner was a chap that he never realized he'd become famous himself yeah with the famous words they think it's all over it's all over yeah. so and that was two years before the world cup before the world cup yeah yeah so bratislava was in the next round and bratislava they were a different kettle of fish in that in that um, sachet of give Colleen there's a program there of the Sloven team yeah and there's nine full internationals is that? and the centre half Paul Poller his name was yeah uh, he was the reckoned to be the finest centre half in the world that's the kind of team they'd got yeah. But the thing was, they beat us at home here one on yes, but we had our chances as well. We had one shot from the from the centre forward that hit the inside of the goalpost, run along the line, hit inside the post on the other side and come out. Did you just did you think um, how close it could have been to well, going we, out there? We could have well at half time. It was no goals at half time. Yeah. And we were in with a chance, like. Yeah. 
but the ground was six well the temperature was six degrees below and the the pitch was rock hard yeah ice in fact children in the streets were ice skating oh yeah aye but there again you see the very not very nice people yeah and uh, we was all uh, from the chairman of Bratislava presented us with uh, these uh, fair rats. Yeah. He bought all the team one. What was the reason behind that? Well, it's what they wear over there, you like know, that. because of the okay. temperatures, like. Yeah. You know, but beautiful thing. Yeah. I should have brought that. <laughs> <laughs> Since your Bury United days, um, Frank, you've you come in relation to the football football club you come down every now and I, I always try to keep in touch and Colin always rings me like yeah how do you still like coming down to Conway and well uh, now at one time it was not a problem because I had my own caravan down the valley there yeah and so there wasn't a problem but these days now when my legs aren't that good yeah I, can't, I don't drive now yeah and my daughter's drove me today, like. She, she still like coming down? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the Mr. and Mrs. Orton, who keeps the the site next to us here, yeah. Caravan Park, yeah. I always call in there, you know, Steve's son now is running the office. Yeah. Whereas Steve was my... Uh, his dad, uh, he was... Um, me bought me... Page boy. Oh. <laughs> so um, do you do you see uh, um, the people like at Conway what you had at Bury United? I see a big improvement here to where it was when we were playing. Yeah. Uh, the facilities are fantastic. The sponsorship who organised your ground and your clubhouse. Well, you couldn't have asked for a better people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a tribute to knowing that there are people who would give lower teams a chance. Yeah. And I think I look back at the money as the players are getting today, and see the result of teams going in bankruptcy. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. I think there there should be someone who should say stop. Yeah. Enough's enough. Yeah. And and if they can't do that, then I reckon these transfers with such ridiculous funding should be percentage to the lower clubs for yeah. helping out. Yeah. Because who else has it other than the taxman? Yeah. But we don't seem as though we've got anybody strong enough to stand up and say enough's enough. No. So, um, finally, do you think Conway will win today? Well, I, I, I only get the results of the games off me, my daughter's uh, phone. She rings and says they've done well. They had two good wins a couple of weeks ago. One was Bangor and one was Cowan Bay, was it? Um. Or, or Carnarvon. Carnarvon they beat Sam Ryder last week. No, it wasn't last week. Um, was it Bangor? They drew, they, back, they drew Bangor at the start of the season and then they lost in the cup the other week to Bangor. Did, or did they? Yeah. Um, 
They beat Paul Maddock. Remember Paul Maddock? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I remember Paul Maddock. That was the game before the Malta game. Oh, was it? Where we, yeah. It was a night game. Yeah. And uh, we arrived there and, it, and they gave us the um, team sheets and we didn't recognise any of the names and they, they got seven guest players. Oh. Welsh amateur, amateur guest players. Yeah. And uh, we kicked off and within five minutes we were one on down. Yeah. And we said, bye. Come on, lads. I said, I know we're going Malta next week. I said, but let's give them a game. Yeah. Anyway, we ended up winning 7 2. Must be delighted after that oh, little speech there, Frank. That's it, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for joining me. Well, if any time. And uh, thanks. This will also be a feature in Conway's next home games programme. Right. So I'll get Colin to send you a yeah. programme and I wish you all the best, Frank. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks, lad. Sorry, I don't know you very well. It's all right. But uh, those two reporters.